please introduce yourself. My name is Liam Courtney. I am a professional skateboarder for Karma Skateboards. I have a number of sponsors, um, that of which range from skateboarding sponsors to sponsors outside of that. And um, I also model and act. Um, wow. Well, say it about myself. Yeah, that's about that's the main main stuff. Okay, so please, by all means, do list your sponsors, both in and out of skateboarding. Okay, well, I don't know if you can consider all of them sponsors. Some of them, I'm a brand ambassador slash just whatever whatever you want to call me. But um, yes, to run through them, it's Karma Skateboards, Super Toxic Wheels, 360 Clothing, Osiris Shoes, Gallery Grip Tape, The Hardware Company, that's the skateboarding world side of things. Then we've got Future Farm, which is a vegan um, meat alternative brand. And then we've got Riakimbo, which is the CBD brand. Sorry, um, say, say that last one again, sorry. Riakiro CBD. Okay. So they make a range of different um, CBD products, ranging from gummies to oils to ointments to muscle rubs. You name it. Um, I think that's. I think that's it. So, I've decided that the that that the skateboarding show is for adults and for people who have been skateboarding a little bit longer. Okay. So, um, so I'm so I'm not going to be sort of. I'm I'm not going to be beating around any sort of bushes anymore, or like, or trying to be all like PC and all that caper that also means that i'm going to be asking with your cbd is that a sponsor do you get like product I'm, from them i'm a brand ambassador but yeah okay. i do get my query and do you get like smokable flour from them or no i'm not i'm not a smoker right. contrary to being a skateboarder okay but you use their products like their muscle rub and other stuff yeah, yeah, so I use the oils, I use the gummies, I use basically everything else that they've got. They don't, they don't do anything smokable. <laughs> right, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice, okay. And you mentioned about the vegan, the meat alternative gear. Yeah. Is, is how, so, is that... Uh, I know it's I know it's probably an obvious question, but then again, maybe it's not. Is that because you like their food, or because you make you've made a choice to be a vegan? Um, well, I mean, I made a choice to be vegan nine years ago, but um, this kind of fell into my lap quite naturally. Um, I have a skateboarder friend who um, knew about this shoot that was happening for a vegan brand, and they needed a model who was also a skateboarder, and just so happened I fit the role plus more because I was also a vegan and it was a vegan brand. Right. So I did then I got acquainted with the people, did another shoot, just got more and more acquainted until I was basically just intimately working with the team and then they would send me packages full of like vegan alternatives, etc. etc. I do enjoy the food. Um and I like the people who work there as well. So yeah. Sweet. So you also brought in there the, the modelling work that you do because that you were saying that hookup was through doing some, doing a shoot with them. Yeah, yeah. So I actually fell into basically everything else that I do in the same breath as skateboarding. Um, from the extra work that I do to the modelling to the acting, that's all because of some sort of scouting, whether or not it was scouting because I was skating street and you know they were looking for a skateboarder for an advert or whether or not I was being scouted online because they saw a photo of me and they liked my look and wanted me to be on their books, you know? Right. Right, okay. And may I ask... Oh, yeah, there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about, actually, Liam Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of things. You... <laughs> you po I saw it because you're quite active on TikTok, right? I am indeed. Right. So where so where can people find you on TikTok? Um, well my 
my um, handle is the same basically everywhere. I've tried my best to make it the same, and it's Liam Courtney. Right. Liam, C-O-U-R-T-N-A-E. And yeah, that's TikTok, that's YouTube, that's Instagram, that is Twitter as well. Right, okay. Okay. And you shared a video the other day, or a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago maybe, about... Um, I d- and maybe I've, I've I've got nothing to believe that it's not still there. Uh, but your opinions on um, oh, what's he called? Andrew Tate. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Are you are you willing to talk about anything you don't want to talk about? You don't have to. It's fine. Like, but but uh, I, so I'm relatively open minded about all things and. Maybe I think you know. I think you had a valid point about you know. Listen to what somebody has to say first. Don't just take the thirty-second sound bites that some media company has taken to make it sound a particular way. Have a, yeah. Have a listen to what someone's saying. And my my other take is that this generation seems to be one. Whenever there's a trend happening, everyone just seems to want to jump on board. And the other thing is, as long as someone's saying something that's triggered someone else enough nothing else they say is at all relevant to that to anyone else these days right. um, i've seen that happen to myself i've seen it happen to other people that i know um so it's not specific to this this man that you mentioned that i i discussed um so i'm the kind of person who i just i believe whatever i think is right i i, I it needs to be spoken about and if i don't see it spoken about I like to be the person to do that, you know, to speak about controversial topics. Right. Not for controversy's sake, for, for you know, freedom of rights, freedom of speech, you know. Nice. I dig that. I dig that. I dig the idea that we've got to talk. We've got to have conversations. And sometimes those conversations won't be very nice and they may not be very um, easy for some people to have. But if, yeah. if we if we stop talking, then that's when that's when we're in a lot of trouble. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, what do you want to reiterate any of that stuff you talked about with reference to Andrew Tate, or do you want to just direct people to your TikTok and let them go and find <laughs> out themselves? I I actually deleted the video and did you? Video, okay. Yeah. The only reason I did that was because I noticed my engagement went from decent to considerably not what it was wow and i feel like it has to do with the algorithm like if you're controversial you might you might just because you know they they can see they observe tiktok have their workers who visit around on that that app I don't know whether it's, it's linked to it, but I assumed it was, and so I took it down for that reason. Okay, and then did you notice a difference after you took it down? Uh, maybe a little. Okay. Yeah. I think I think all these platforms have got so much. I've got so many AI bots working for them. Yeah. You know, it's not even people anymore. It's just it's just pure AI bots that can do it so much quicker yeah. and. Um, so much more effectively than any human can. That's very true. It's scary. It's really scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't live in fear. I believe in living in faith. There's two Fs. Fear or faith. You can't live in both. Right. Okay. And when you say faith, what, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I believe fear is focusing on the potential of negativity whereas faith is focusing on the potential of positivity right like a positive or negative um future so you don't you don't mean a religious faith as such no right i feel like that's where if if the word faith is mentioned that's where it should go before religion right but obviously religion's kind of like altered that a little bit because whenever you hear faith people are usually talking about religion i just mean faith as you know the the actual meaning of the word yeah as in to have to have faith in something 
yeah. Yeah, not the, uh, yeah, as you say, not the religious word. No. So, so I'm interested in hearing something from you. Not that I've ever, not that we've ever had this conversation and it's going to, and it's going to come out of the blue and, um, and, and I'm very glad that you're the one that brought up that you are interested in having open discussions. I, yeah. I would like to, because correct me if I'm wrong, you live in London, right? I do indeed. And can I ask how you would identify your cultural heritage? Well, as in my background? Yeah. Um, so my mother is Dominican. Right. And my father is half Indian, half British. Wow. Um, yeah. But they were, they were both born in the UK. My mum was raised in Dominica and then came back. Okay. Yeah, but okay. my dad, my dad's always lives here. Okay. And you're still in contact with them now? You still, do you see them or? Yeah, yeah, I still speak to both of them. Okay. Um, yeah, I see them sometimes. What's your... What's your experience, and and how old are you again? Sorry, Liam. I'm thirty years old. Wow. Okay, thirty. Yeah, because we met quite a few years ago. I remember the first time I met you was at Mount Hawk for a shop riot, right? Yeah. Okay. If was it that one, the one that became third? Possibly. I think you were riding for Slick Willies. Yes, I was riding for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be getting on for at least six, seven years back, I think. I could be wrong, but at least about that, I reckon. I've got the board here. One second. <laughs> Brilliant. 2018. Oh, okay. So a little bit. Okay. So only five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Still. Okay. Okay. So you were 25. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right. So I'm interested in knowing about and educating myself about your experience so far in both the skateboarding culture and the skateboarding industry, which I think are two very different things. They, they're connected and they go hand in hand for sure, but I think they're different things. I'm interested in your experience of that as a non-white UK male. Mm. If if you have anything to tell us about that. In relation to not being white. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless I'm just not very aware. I, I definitely had more experiences when I was younger growing up. Um, because I grew up around... Um, borderline London kind of Essex ways right um, and being the only only guy in the area or in the yeah in, in the area who wasn't white who skated um, and you know I used to wear baggy black jeans with chains and I used to dress, dress a little bit like an emo or whatever um, yeah I did I did get a fair bit of um, discrimination right um, but in terms of, in terms of that, I haven't, since I've, since I've become more of a known skateboarder and a bit more on the scene, I don't, not, not that I'm aware of, I don't think anything I've experienced is related to the color that I am, but yeah, who knows? I, I kind of just don't, don't really think too much about it. I think. Generally, I think most of what I've attracted and what I've experienced is a testimony of who I am as opposed to anything else. Right. Um, yeah, so. I mean, for, for sure, your, your skateboarding speaks for itself. That's fine. That's like yeah. unquestionable, uh, both live and, and the videos that you put out. Like, it's like, yeah, it's unquestionable. Here is a very good skateboarder. Like, there it is. There's nothing, nothing more or less about that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, genuinely, genuinely, like, this is why I love skateboarding, because it's so diverse. Um, if there was any discrimination, I feel like it would stand out more than anything, just because 
especially the longer I've been skating, it's just been more and more diverse where even more girls are involved now. And um, yeah, it's just inclusive of everyone, including the troublemakers. <laughs> I, I think I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was... I See, cause f- for me, this is something that I've been struggling with. Because uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older than you. And yeah. I caught the very, very tail end. I mean, I started in 91. Um, so oh, wow. I, I caught the yeah, very... Yeah, I was born. Wow, okay, right. Yeah. The year before, <laughs> the year before you were born, did you say? Yeah. Right. And and I caught the very tail end of a very punk, very um, anti-mainstream, very independent scene of of inclusive freaks and weirdos who said, "No, we're not interested in anything that you've got to offer over there. We're doing our own thing over here." Thank you. Um, and that was still quite prevalent through a lot of the 90s and then I think when the Tony Hawk games came out they introduced they sort of diluted some of that a little bit well no sorry the games didn't do anything the games just existed by themselves but the amount of people that got involved in skateboarding thereafter sort of diluted some of that um, freaks and weirdos and truly independent culture, which was truly inclusive, because like we didn't give a shit about who you were or what you did. We just yeah. cared about going skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, what gender? What ethnicity? What sexuality? What anything? It's just like no, we're just going skateboarding. Like, mm-hmm. come and get involved. Come and get amongst it. And I don't know whether it's because I've got older or maybe I'm not seeing it or maybe I'm not seeing some of the underground scenes that are going on. I just wonder if it's been diluted and what that's what that's done. Because I think we are inclusive and I've always been really proud of that in skateboarding. I've always been really proud of like, yeah, we don't we don't give a shit about any other title that you might have apart from skateboarder. Yeah. Like, in a positive way. Like, we support whatever you're doing outside of skateboarding. But what we're really interested in in, in is, are we going for a skate this afternoon or not? You know so the, I mean? fundament, the, fu- the fundamental nature of what you're speaking about still exists. But quite quickly, a lot of the youth especially, they notice that, you know, there's a lot of fashion involved. In, mm. And kids quite quickly... Um, relate skateboarding to something that is cool, something that is trendy. Um, they want all the latest brands that come out, and they obviously they want to be sponsored too, which means they want, yeah, they want to be seen as cool. They want to be accepted, um, which I I personally don't agree with. But if they fall in love with skateboarding, then I'm more okay with it. It's just whether or not they're doing it just as a statement to be cool is just not as it doesn't resonate with me as much i don't i don't feel like i have the right to judge even if i've been skating 19 years just because each to their own but um i am a gatekeeper in the way that i do again because i like to express myself i like to speak about these things i like to mention you know and you know going back to my tiktok video there was even um a video that did even better of me speaking because there's not many of those on my tiktok but um it was talking about how when I grew up, that was what it was all about. It was about inclusivity. Uh, and if anything, just being yourself and that being enough. And um, the pressures of when you start getting more involved in the scene and you see that there's certain scripts that you have to follow and then there's a pressure of following that and if you want to be accepted. But the beauty of skateboarding is that you should learn to be yourself and then people will accept you because you're yourself you know there is there's so much in that and and i i totally agree with you and and totally battle with that weird contradiction of 
people getting involved in skateboarding and then they see because even even now in skateboarding there's sort of like a mainstream skateboarding that kids think they need to adhere to to be part of skateboarding Mm. and and it's sort of weird and contradictory that after a little while you learn oh hang on a minute i don't need any of these brands i don't need to wear the right t-shirt or the right shoes I just need to go out and do bloody skateboarding. I just need to love it. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. I don't even, even need to do. Yeah, I don't even need to do particular tricks. I can just go out and do what I do and enjoy it. This is the thing. I meet a lot of people when they speak to me and they they find out that I'm pro and they watch my videos, etc. They're like, "Oh well, I'm not even. I'm not that good." And it's like, to me, that's not important. Right. If you love it. That's enough. And and at the same time, should you want to do, and this is what I mean about the contradictory nature of it, should you want to do nothing but skateboarding, there might come a time where you're getting told by a brand that you that you loved and that you wanted to be part of, well, actually, we need to see more handrail tricks or we need to see this or we need to see that and, like, and where's your footage and why aren't you putting out stuff and, why, you know, like... I've I've contemplated this idea that you start doing something because you love it. For me, you, I wonder about the idea that pe- that people and, and I might be projecting, but we start doing something because it's a good skive off life. Because that certainly was part of it when I was a youngster. It's like I don't want to be part of what's going on out there. Thank you, and yeah. and I'm doing this because I enjoy it, and because all the time I'm doing this, I don't have to engage in your mainstream bollocks. Thank you very much. You can just leave that over there. And then all of a sudden, if you get really good at it, what what was a good skive turns into like quite hard work. Because you've, yep. got, you've got to turn up. You've got to do stuff. You've got to produce video footage. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is why I do well, because I really enjoy putting out content. Right. Um, from from an early age, when I was out before before Instagram and social media, and I had a camera that me and my friends would go out and record and come back on my computer and edit. Um, I had a love for that kind of, you know, that kind of footage in for the for the long haul. Um, and obviously watching P Rod and um, Fully Flared and all those other videos, I saw how valuable it is to have have you know clips that you can watch back on. Right. Yeah, so when social media came about, it was just like a good way for me to kind of document my progress and just upload what I was achieving at that time. Um, was it to do with um, your progress or was it also to do with sort of getting yourself out there? Neither, actually. It was just we went out with the intention of getting some good clips. We got some clips that we were proud of. We put them together in a neat little edit that we were happy with and we wanted to show other people. That was that, is, that was literally it and it stays that way for me. So again, again, that's one of those things and I think I have to be really conscious of my own stuff. That yeah. like, um, that there's something really amazing about that and I, and I see that that happens. If you can, if you can truly uh engage in art because you love that art then anything might happen from it yeah if if you engage in art because you're thinking of some other secondary thing such as i might be able to make some money from this i might be able to get some glory from this i might be able to get some prestige from this i might be able to like, get sponsored which yeah. is what a lot of kids talk about yeah yeah I think that goes for any profession that you want to pursue. If you're thinking about the money, you're not really doing it for the love. And so longevity is kind of out of the question unless, unless, (laughs) unless you want to do it and end up unhappy. (laughs) Yeah. Which is something again, and this is why I talk about, I've got to keep an eye on my own stuff because it's certainly something that I'm experiencing with this, you know, like I make no, you know, uh, I I tread a fine line between doing it because I love doing it and doing it in the vain hope 
that I might get that I might be able to monetize it in some way because I'd yeah. like because I'd like to do nothing but this. I'd like to. Oh, there's, not... nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to monetize what you do, what you love. But, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you've got to have that love for it in there as well. Yeah, that has to be the driving force, yeah. I believe. Yeah. But as long as it is, there's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, make money from it. So I'm really so so again wanting to just. So because okay so so talking about the love of it the 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 social element of skateboarding is something that I really love and so doing this sort of stuff is a really easy for me and I do love doing it because I want to talk to every skateboarder especially like the ones who who it's clear oh yeah you're a skateboarder you're like you're here you're doing this I'm pretty I'm pretty clear that you're going to still be doing this in ten years time whether you're sponsored or not like. Like now, I'm interested in your opinion, and I got love. I got love for the beginners, whatever. It's fine. Like all love, it's all good. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. But yeah. um, I like to, I like to relate to other people that I think I can relate to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so I like doing these things. I like talking to people such as yourself. Where it's like, yeah, you skate. It's really obvious that you do, and it's really, it's really encouraging. That the, that the question I ask you about your experience as a non-white male brought about a relatively short answer because that means that 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 your experience what what I got was that your experience has been yes yeah, it's, it's, it's been all right actually you know like you haven't, yeah, you haven't got much to tell in terms of, in terms of it being related to the color of my skin yeah it's been great but um I've, I've experienced a lot of hate outside of that. I mean, who knows whether that's related to... A lot of hate of... outside of skateboarding or... Within skateboarding. Right. Just, it has a lot to do with me being outspoken. Now, I don't know whether that's because I'm an outspoken man of colour or whether or not it's just because I'm outspoken and the things that I choose to express... Okay, that's a bit lame. Would you like to tell us some more about that? Or I mean, if, like, I don't want you to. I don't want you to rehash over stuff that makes you upset or triggers you no. in any way. But I, I'm a very, I'm very rooted in myself. These things right. don't don't bother me. They have in the past, but I believe you go through things in order to overcome them, and then you're a better version of yourself. You know. Um, okay. So yeah, no, they don't bother me. Um, yeah, no, I don't don't know why per se but there are definitely still even and it's always the people who are closer to you in the scene not necessarily closer to you as in friendship but closer to you as in like people that you see a lot and know quite well um if you don't fit into that general i don't know shut up and skate kind of culture then you're almost kind of ridiculed or seen as odd, etc. If you're doing something other than what everyone else is trying to do, which is just skate and look really cool and not say anything because no one wants to hear you speak. People just want to see you skate. I think it's just, it's just, it's boring, you know? It's, I think everyone's an individual. and Why would everyone want to be coming across the same? You're listening to The Skateboarding Show. No, you're right. No, because uh, that that individualism. Well, I don't know. See, I'm I'm aware that I might have rose tinted memory glasses because the individualism was something that I thought I saw a lot more of, but actually, when I you know, has there always been a uniform in skateboarding? Has there always been one way of doing it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I. I don't know. It's kind of something you would only know unless you met people who experienced it. Right. So if you haven't experienced it, you'd have to, you know, see from another person's perspective. I know. Growing up, no one really cared about me until I became someone of relevance, quote unquote. Um, and that—that's when, uh, people are more critical of me 
critical of how many sponsors I was getting and whether or not I deserved it. And I don't think that these these problems are specific to me, but um, it just highlighted that a lot of people have a lot of things to say. Probably just bored with a lot of time on their hands. I don't. I don't think they are necessarily specific to you. The the one that, especially the one you mentioned, like when people are like, oh. Why is he sponsored? Well, like, well, why not? Like, uh, wh- why are you moaning about why he's sponsored? Like, like, like you say, it's like, what are you really trying to say here with that comment? Yeah. Like, what... I don't think it's. I don't think much of these kind of opinions have been thought through very well. Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 quick. They're quick, easy opinions that somebody's saying because. Uh, and again, part of it is part of it's fitting in. They might have heard someone else give that opinion. They might be jealous, but they don't realise it. They haven't they haven't looked in themselves to go. Why Why am I thinking like this? Why am I Why am I so bothered about what Liam's doing, and not so bothered about what I'm doing? I even saw it at the at the van shop right when I met you. Um, when it came to the the top two contenders the teams that were going neck and neck and one of them was going to win, you know, people were saying, oh, do you really want that person to represent skateboarding if they win? It's like, what are you talking about? Just skate and have fun. <laughs> and wow. be happy for someone if they've done well. Yeah. I hope that, that wasn't, that, I hope that that wasn't anything... I hope that wasn't anything I was saying. No, 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 not oh. at all. Okay. But that kind of conversation, for, uh, these are specifically from the skateboarders that were competing. Right. Um, but that kind of talk, I'm so used to it. It's just, it's even though it's not the kind of way that I speak, it's just a normal thing that I hear people discuss on a day-to-day. They just comfortably kind of slander other skateboarders. And I don't want to make, get this confused because obviously I skate a lot and I'm, I'm all over the place all a lot. And the majority of the skate scene is just open arms, but it's just the ones who I suppose have a little bit more credibility. And so their ego gets the better of them. And they, again, they want to fit in and they, they've got the pressure of eyes all on them. So rather than having their own opinion, they just have, they just blend in with the negative nonsense. Yeah, I think, I think, it's it's a shame because that that stuff totally does exist, and I think I I want I contemplate the idea that skateboarding is so image conscious, and and again I think that's something. Uh, well, not again because I haven't said it, but I have mentioned the different I have mentioned the difference between skateboard culture and skateboard industry. Yeah, and I think the skateboard industry is most definitely very conscious image uh, very image conscious yeah very very image conscious you know like the the very simple easy example of that is you know people like Andy Anderson taking a long time to get sponsored because who's going to sponsor a kid who wears a helmet like no one mm. it doesn't matter that he was really good and that he is really good it doesn't matter that he can shred a bowl pop out of that bowl and then shred some freestyle on the platform and mm. like well, yeah, that's good skateboarding. What can you, you know, you can't, you can't front on that. But he wears a helmet, so until Powell came along and we're like, yeah, we don't care about that. Yeah. He he has expressed that he was finding it that that people weren't going to sponsor him because because they were like, well, could you get rid of the helmet? Well, no, I'm not going to. No, I, I wear that because because <laughs> I don't want to fall on my head and crack my head open. That's why it's so important to make sure that you're doing it for the love so that that stuff doesn't really bother you as much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I got I got sponsored quite a bit um, throughout the years. But at some point, I gave up the desire to get sponsored and that's when it started happening. Right. I don't feel like these sponsors complete me. If they all disappeared tomorrow, I'd still skate just as much. I'd still be doing exactly the same thing I'm doing now. And that's that's not to discredit any of them because I'm absolutely um, in in absolute gratitude for all of this support because obviously it just means that it makes it easier for me to do what I do. 
Yeah, yeah, but like you say, it does. It the the industry and the culture has a certain image that it thinks it needs to portray and thinks it needs to uh, perpetuate. I think. And there we go. It gives me a purpose. <laughs> right. So I'm not. I'm not so upset about that because the the open discussive person that I am, the opinionated person that I am, the person who's going to mention these things, it gives me something to talk about. And a lot of kids look up to me now because they see that I'm genuine. They see that I'm honest. They see that I'm pure intention. They, they see that I just want to help whenever I can. Um, and it makes me stand out because, and I don't even really care about me standing out. It's more the things that I have to say that I think are important. Um, yeah, a lot of kids, they openly like message me a lot and tell me that they respect what I'm about and see, they open up to me about the things that they go through, etc, etc. Um, yeah, so all of this gives me a purpose. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on two sides of it. Nice. 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 I think it is a, I think it is a, it's an interesting balancing act. Which which is mildly ironic because that's that's exactly what, it's exactly what skateboarding is is an interesting <laughs> yeah, exactly, balancing right? act, yeah. <laughs> both literally and metaphorically. One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and it and part of that balancing act is, um, is things like, because uh, you've mentioned that you do you do acting and extra work and modelling. Is things like balancing, having to to earn some money, because because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you are absolutely accurate to describe yourself as a pro skateboarder. But if you didn't do any other work, would you be able to financially sustain yourself just through the skateboarding? Absolutely not. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, I am very vocal about this, and it's not—it's not to slander uh, skateboarding because a lot of it's to do with it being funded. You know, a lot of skateboarders aren't really the most privileged, um, and so it's understandable. And th this is the thing—I don't mind not making money for something that I love, as as long as I can find a way to make a living in something that I enjoy and again every every human's an individual they don't most of us I, I, and I'm hope I hope this is the case for most people because I doubt that everyone just has one interest you know they yes. might skateboard but they might also enjoy playing music or whatever it is there's always going to be more than one way to make money so if it's not in skateboarding it can be in something else you know yes yes and so, and 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 at the same time, like we say, or or like I'm, or or like yeah, like we, like we've said, and and certainly like I'm dealing with at the moment, having the identity of skateboarder, I have found to be really useful, to get, and sometimes part of that usefulness is it gave me the freedom to go and get involved in other things, because I knew who I was. That and it gives you like a, a sense of confidence. Mm. I speak about this a lot at the moment, and it's 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 very relevant. As a skateboarder, you have to acknowledge that you know it's trial and error, it's patience, it's learning about yourself, it's getting up, it's getting it's being knocked down nine times and getting up ten. You know, if if you've never, for instance, a kid like me who was always crap at school, that is such a valuable lesson that I'm learning on my own accord. Yeah, and then that can then translate into every other area of your life because you're thinking, okay, this is difficult, but so is skateboarding, and I stick at that. Do I really enjoy this? Yes. So I should really, you know, and it can translate into other other areas of your life if you think about it like that. For sure, for sure, and I think one of the things you touched on there, which um, which I'm really interested in, is that element of self honesty as well. Because skateboarding, skateboarding doesn't, uh, the act of skateboarding does not tolerate liars and, and, and cheats. Yeah. 
You know, you, you literally cannot cheat at skateboarding. Oh my so god! Oh my god, that's amazing. I've just realised that because the, the the way I normally think about self honesty in skateboarding is like, and I'm sure everyone's seen it and everyone's aware of the one guy who's like, oh, I could do that handrail. Or I did that handrail last week. Or I could do that if I felt like doing it. Well, we'll do it right now then. Oh well, no, I don't. I don't know. It's like, well, then I don't really. Yeah. I don't really care for your. your... I, I grew up with people like that quite right. a bit. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard not to be that. And it's it. Yeah, it's 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 a challenge because because that. Yeah, you know. So so what was what was your experience? of of your level of skateboarding because i'm always interested in that as well like when you go out how often do you go out skateboarding and like where where do you sit in your ability level when you go out skateboarding do you do you cruise at like half at like 50 percent, or are you always like trying to push for that 101 percent? like i'm going to do everything i can do today and then see what i can add to it as well if I'm honest with you, I am on cruise control most of the time. Right. Unless I've got something big that I'm working for, like a photo for a mag, or I'm competing at a contest, or I'm filming for a video part, or I'm working on a trick for something. Yeah, it's just have fun, cruise control. <laughs> right. Because I think yeah. that's all part of the self-honesty thing as well, isn't it? It's always, it's always interesting to ask somebody, where do you think you sit within your own ability level? What do you mean? Well, like, like I can go out skating, and I and I know full well. Like I might have looked at something and thought, well, if I really push it, I might be able to do that. But do I feel like doing that today? And... Yeah, you see, my ability allows me to do a lot, and because I'm at a certain level, there's a lot of dangerous tricks that I can perform. Right. And so, if I feel like I'm on cruise control that day, I'm probably less inclined to do the things that I know, the, the more difficult things that I know I can do, just because I don't want to hurt myself while I'm just chilling that day. Right. I'd prefer to, you know, make sure I'm on a day where I'm feeling switched on and then there's a purpose for me to, especially as I'm getting older, <laughs> um, I, I pick my battles. And do you, do you keep in mind as well that you might have some modelling? I mean, how much modelling work do you do and how much acting work do you do? It's quite regular, actually. Nice. Nice. Weekly, weekly at the moment. Nice. And so does that, does that play on your mind as well about like if you get if you get really badly injured you no nah, no nah, yeah it doesn't right okay I'm a, I'm a skateboarder first <laughs> right and um I don't know I have a kind of cocky um confidence about me that's yeah I'm gonna chuck myself down this nines there for a mag photo but I know I'll be all right nice. You know what I mean? That that's kind of how I carry myself. I don't carry myself. And this is another thing. If you if you're skating with with falling in mind, falling's gonna be more likely. Yeah, I'm interested in studying this in some way. Although I don't have the time and I'm not going to, but <laughs> I, I am interested in like an informal sort of study of because that's not how I skate. And I don't disagree with you, but but I I've always had to be conscious of. Yeah, I could I could fall and I might fall. But don't overthink it because then you will fall, but also keep it in mind so that you concentrate, so you don't just like, not concentrate and then wonder why you did fall. Yeah, of course. I, I agree with that. I, I think. What I was touching on is when people have a specific idea in mind of how they're going to fall on a specific trick, which is quite common. Right, yes, okay, yeah. And that usually ends up happening if they're focusing on it enough. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah, I see what you mean about that. Like, oh, I'm definitely going to credit card myself down this set of stairs. Like, and then weirdly you do. Like, mm, yeah, there's a reason yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, just like if I'm playing a game of skate and one of my mates is like, oh, I can't do this trick. And I'm like, I know you can. And then they don't, even though they definitely can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all that stuff comes up in that for sure. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay, there's a lot of things there. A lot of things we could come back to as well at some point. Have yeah. you got any... Uh, what are we? We're, what is it? Thursday evening? Have you got any modelling work this week or next week or this weekend? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yep. Can you tell us who with or is it top secret? They do like to keep these things quite secret. Let's That's see. Right. Oh, it's for EastEnders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So this isn't as much modelling. This is what's called extra work, which is basically you're in the background. Nice. Are you when you do that work? Are you always in the background, or do you sometimes end up in scenes that they cut, and therefore you don't even end up on Enders? Um, something like East Enders, there's more more chance of me being on there. But I've been on quite a lot of a lot of things. Like I show up in James Bond, the most recent one. Wow. Yeah. What, what the last James Bond movie? Yeah, No Time to Die. I show up in a I show up in a few scenes. Wow. <laughs> Good for you, man. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. I and think that... it's all to do with sometimes just saying yes to opportunity. Right. Noticing when opportunity presents itself and just saying yes. Nice. And did you say you're doing some actual acting as well? Because correct me if I'm wrong, the difference, one of the major differences, when you're an extra, you don't talk, do you? You don't get any speaking lines. Yeah, no, you don't. Right. But yeah, um, I'm with an agency that gets me either modelling or actual acting jobs. And so, yeah, I do get speaking roles. Now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, an advert at the moment that's showing on TV that my mum keeps sending me. <laughs> wow, okay, what, like on terrestrial TV or on like normal TV? Yeah, normal TV. What what advert is it? Um, It's for, a, I think it's a broadband network called Hyper Optics. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Cool. Are you are you with the same agency as Sam Bruce? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Sam is a wonderful female skateboarder down in London. She recently also got the gig with Churchill to do the commentary at the World Championships over in Dubai. Um, okay, awesome. She's also done some of the commentary on the UK Championships with Ben Powell. Nice. Um, and she's Sam's training to be a stunt woman. Um, she's a pretty capable skateboarder. Uh, I think she's like pretty high grade taekwondo. Um, yeah, she's cool. Got a lot of time for Sam. She's got a lot of things going on. Awesome. Oh, and she was like a. And very recently, she got a gig doing some doing like a TV like doing a children's TV show. She was the main presenter. Oh, wicked! Oh, she really making moves. Yeah, right. That's what I mean about like you two wanna, you two wanna like share contacts and that man. Maybe. Sounds like you got some, some of the same media stuff going on. Yeah, man. I feel like yeah. It's a it's a good good avenue for a skateboarder to go down if they're interested. Right. Yeah, because do you, do you, you you obviously get enough time to go skateboarding as well outside of that stuff, so it works out. Yeah, it, it gives me enough time. I'm I'm grateful for that. Nice, right? What time do you have to be on set tomorrow morning then? You know what? This one's actually um, modest. This one is at one p.m. Oh, that's all right, and that's sweet. Yeah, so it gives me time to get up and do my my morning routines. Nice. What are your routines? Let us know. What are you saying? Um, 
I mean, it, it differs. Right now, I'm not skateboarding because I've got a mad hill bruise. So um, my routine would be waking up, drinking water, meditating. Um, I need to get out earlier. I know I know that it used to be part of my routine where I'd go out for a walk or a run and just sit in the park for a bit. But um, I haven't been doing that recently, so that's on the agenda too. So I might do that tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and yeah, just chill, kind of do what I like to call life admin. Right, okay, yeah. I'm just getting things done. There's always a lot, of, a lot for me to get done. Um, sometimes I'm good at procrastinating, but I can relate to that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. I, may, I can imagine most people can. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. But, right. Yeah. Liam, thank you. Very insightful. Very nice. Lots of things there to come back to at some point as well. I like. I've always said this, and some people are. Well, there's been one or two I've gone back to, but um, we need to do some more check-ins, find out what's going on with Liam. Yeah, sure. I'm always game. Cool, man. Cool. Well, let's do this. Thank you very much for your time this evening, Liam. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for choosing me as someone to interview. <laughs> well, yeah, like I like I say, I wanna, you know, yeah. It's it's it was it was very very worthwhile and and anyone listening to this I'll try and get this out asap but um, keep an eye out on EastEnders for, to see <laughs> Liam in the background. <laughs> but more importantly, my pages. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So remind us. So let's go through them. Instagram. They're all the same. The, it's Liam Courtney. Liam Courtney, right. T-O-U-R-T-N-A-E. T-N-A-E on the end. Yeah. Sweet. Liam, thank you very much, man. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, as always, I'll, I'll keep an eye on what you're doing. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for your yeah. time, man. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you. Right. Say goodbye to everyone, Liam. Peace out. Take care of yourself. And, um, yeah, hope to catch you soon. You're listening to The Skateboarding Show. You dumb spreads. You dumb spreads. You dumb spreads. You dumb spreads.